Welcome everyone to another episode of my podcast and I'm delighted as always to have guests back on and today is no uh, different. I've got the brilliant uh, Fred, Fred Copestick on uh, today. Fred is the uh, founder of uh, Brindis and he's an author, he's a trainer, he's a coach, he's working with engineering and manufacturing sales teams, selling has changed. Have you? And the reason I wanted to get Fred back on to uh, the podcast today and this is being recorded on the 30th of August 2023 because we are talking about AI, is Fred has created a digital twin of himself, which me knowing Fred is somewhat scary because having one Fred, his orange bucket hat, I think, you know, is enough for the world. Having a digital Fred, I mean, goodness knows what this might unleash in terms of Terminator and Skynet and so on. But uh, having delved into this and had a play with the chatbot, I'm intrigued Fred to share his learnings because, uh, as we will get into, he's actually trained this on all of his own content. But before we get into that, Fred, who, what, why, when, where, and then let's get all digital AI and orange hats. Right. So, yeah, Fred Copestake, founder of Brindis, which is a sales training consultancy. Um, over the last 23 years, I've traveled around the world. I calculated it 14 times, uh, worked in 36 different countries and trained over 10,000 salespeople, which, I mean, you'll appreciate it. It's a real honor to do that. It's a massive privilege. A lot of fun as well. Um, and what that allowed me to do was to understand what are the challenges that salespeople have. Now, I wish I got paid on. It's different in my industry. But when you look at the broader challenges, it's not. It's, it's the same across sectors. It's the same across countries, um, regions. Uh, and when we understand those challenges, we can start to look at the solutions for those. That's what I set myself to. That's why I wrote the first book um, to, to deal with that stuff. Uh, all about thinking like a partner. Uh, so being more collaborative in the way we sell. That came out 2020. <laughs> yeah same time as you know what uh which didn't actually make what i said any less relevant i'd say it's more so uh but there were some other challenges other things coming along which salespeople are also having to deal with and uh that's why i wrote the second book hybrid selling um <laughs> somebody once facetiously said is that because you got bored watching tiger king and all that stuff in lockdown it's like no sales world needs it <laughs> but also a little bit yes um so look that, that that's sort of fast fast version of uh what I'm all about, and uh, kind of bring this is the, the the offer is structured around the content from those from those uh, those books. Those books, and um, I'm going to make an assumption here. You have walked the walk. You have had a set. I mean, obviously, you're selling to sell, but you have you have you carried a bag in in your life in an organisation? Uh, yeah, back in the day. Um, I mean, my first job was in sales, so I came out of uni, uh, degree in commerce and Spanish, um, and got hola. a job in sales. Yeah, hola. <laughs> yes, you, you have too. I should do the whole thing in Spanish. Oh, see, los dos hablamos en español, mejor, no? But no, so I uh, ended up working in sales, um, worked then kind of in marketing and then back in sales, business development role. Mm -hmm. um, I was business development manager for Western Europe. Mm. Yeah, travel around to all the cold countries and see if you can help them sell more, basically. <laughs> That's what that meant. Um, but yeah, so, so, so I've done that and... Um, Oh, yeah. It always makes me smile when sales trainers. It's like, yeah, how do you think we get the work? 
<laughs> we sell, we market, we deliver, we create IP. <laughs> We're spinning lots of plays. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a bit naive if you think sales trainers don't actually sell. But anyway, that's yeah. a different podcast. <laughs> that's when you need me on full rant. <laughs> exactly. Full cycle sales reps. That's for another uh, uh, another podcast because that's certainly where I came from as, as well. Anyway, let's not digress onto that because that's what you and I tend to do and we go off on a ramble, which this probably uh, probably will. So AI, generative AI, the hype cycle that is, it's it, it, it's front and center, blah, 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 blah. You created a digital twin, um, which caught my attention and then you very kindly shared kind of a beta version uh, of it, which I uh, have been playing around with. And to say, I'm not saying it's because I got you on the podcast, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with some of the uh, answers I've been asking around digital selling and social selling, et cetera, et cetera. And then what I hadn't fully understood is that you have trained this uh, model on all of your own your own data. So first first and foremost, why did you decide to go down the route of creating a digital twin of yourself in, in, in the first place? And then if we could maybe go on to uh, what are the learnings so far? And I appreciate you early on in, in this in this journey. And then maybe we can get into a bit of a rant as to <laughs> the wider implications and also what you're seeing and hearing from uh, from your client base within um, manufacturing and, uh, and engineering in all of this. Yeah, so, so why'd I do it? Um, I know a flippant answer could be because it's my job. <laughs> um, and by that, what I mean is, well, it's the job to share information, I, I believe. Um, but also to explore what's happening and to do stuff that's kind of cutting edge and bang up to date. Uh, so I was given the opportunity to create this um, with, with, by the founder, the founder of the of Interactive Tutor, uh, got in touch with me and said, look, this is something we're doing. We want some people to to test it out, to kind of be ambassadors for it, if you like, and to sort of champion it and sort of give it a go, try and break it. <laughs> okay, mate. <laughs> um, no, so, 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 you know, I was, I was offered that and you don't, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've used, uh, to train it, as you say, with my, with my data, um, easy enough for me to do, you know, mm -hmm. I'm sat here, got two books behind me. So that's a lot of stuff packaged up in a way, which is easier to feed it. Um, also trained it by linking it to my website. So collaborativeselling.co.uk. Uh, which has got kind of the courses and then obviously some of the thinking that I've got. It's linked to the blog, um, which I'm putting out once a week, the Orange Hat Thinking that you talked about. Um, and I'm about to I'm about to deploy a dark blog. Now, mm -hmm. now <laughs> I know that sounds cool, doesn't it? <laughs> or or a little a little bit sinister. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe I've overegged it a little bit. By that I mean it's a blog page that isn't open to the public, but I will be just sticking information into it that I don't need to worry too much about how it's formatted. It's probably kind of work in progress type thinking or drafts or, or that kind of stuff. But the AI will be pulling that stuff in to the stuff that it's processing when it's uh when it's answering the questions and stuff that people ask. And so yeah. That, that's that's kind of where the training side has come from and is it as simple as you know imagine you're uploading a dot word document to, to OneDrive or google drive in terms of or you can put a link to this and point it at that and then it will just read it yes <laughs> it really <laughs> is that simple. i mean like i'm gutted you've asked me that i want to think like i want to be like the wizard of oz you know with that <laughs> behind the curtain like oh no it's like really really big in that 
what the guys have developed, it's that simple to do. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously you've got to have your data. You've got to have something yeah. interesting to trade it on. So yeah, there is 23 years worth of stuff being loaded or more being loaded into it. But the actual process of trading the AI, it's like, there you go. What is that? It's an AI. That's what it does. It gets the information which you're giving it. It took me longer to build the web page to host it on. Um, and what what technology is it underpinned by? Is it ChatGPT? Is it Google? Is it their own proprietary um, kind of ChatGPT AI? Ah, uh, now you've got me there. Um, I think it is pulling some of the stuff from ChatGPT. Yeah. Um, it kind of uses that as a basis. Mm -hmm. um, what I can do is I can find out those technical details and I can yeah. send them to you and we can drop those in show notes yeah, we'll if in case there's any. Yeah, we'll put a link to to Interactive Tutor as well. I mean, yeah. that's that's what I used. It's uh, um, it, it was very easy, embarrassingly easy, actually. <laughs> It's more like, what am I going to use it for now? It's probably taking well, me more thinking, and I'm, and I'm not, I'm not really <laughs> squared the circle on that. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, and I think this is an interesting, it's an interesting question you you raised because that was my, if I'm honest, my initial kind of thought process was, well, what's, what's, what's the point? Because you're you're you, and you create a lot of brilliant content. You've got to two books. There is a view on chatbots generally, because for the most part. If you go onto a consumer website, the chatbot experience we know is is pretty awful because it's pre-canned, it's pre-supposed, all their leading questions. And it's like, no, that's not what I'm trying to to answer. And for the most part, you know, people can go to your LinkedIn profile and go and find your your content and and consume it. So, notwithstanding your earlier comments around, uh, and I agree with you, 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 you need to learn to understand all this technology so you can advise your clients uh, accordingly. But what? Why do you feel that somebody might then go to a chatbot to ask them a question versus doing what we currently do, which is just follow Fred and just engage with Fred's content because Fred shares interesting stuff? Yeah, and that, like I say, it's it, it is experimental at the moment, and, and I genuinely am thinking, how can I use this best? You know, is is it something that I could charge for at some stage? Maybe. Could I charge for it now? Don't think so. No, I'm not even going to try. Yep. Um, again being being involved early maybe it changes the shape of training yeah i don't know again i want to be in there doing it early to get my own opinion on this and by change the shape of training what i mean is if i look at my own journey you know three four years ago pre-covid i'd be traveling 50 percent of the time i'd be jumping on a plane going yeah. somewhere exotic or not so exotic and depending how far the travel was it probably be how long the training was <laughs> go to latin america it's like well five day training then isn't it Right, because yeah. I've made an effort to get there, and they're all traveling in from all around the, the continent. Same for Auckland clients, yeah, a week in Australia. Yeah, yeah. there you go, four days, end of it. What are your three working points? <laughs> Make them smart, yeah, job well done. I'm not being a bit facetious about that, but I've since then changed the way that training is formatted into mm -hmm. lots of smaller sessions. Yeah, so three hour session every yeah. other week. Mm -hmm. with another three-hour session in between those which is more coaching so training coaching training coaching training coaching and a whole bunch of stuff supporting that videos community etc mm -hmm. so this immediately gives another support mechanism to that yeah. it's fred 24 7 because otherwise i'm only turning up for the ask me anything or the the coaching pieces every three hours yeah. but i wonder and look whether that is I, i'd say that training is better because it's more personalized to mm -hmm. people because they are 
they're taking the information that we're giving them and using it to guide their own activity because for me implementation trumps information but is this the next level where it's kind of highly personalized micro learning around very specific stuff just in time when people are needing it if as the technology develops and as we feed it with the right stuff that's what fred and i can deliver so at the moment i don't think it's that but you know we are very much in it's it's kind of a month old i'm still messing with it i prefer to have it in my bag of tricks and have be developing opinion by using it than sort of be caught out and gone oh everyone's doing this now and i'm way behind still doing four day sessions with a flip chart and but i still use flip charts i like flip charts (laughs) you raise you raise an interesting point there in in terms of that kind of support mechanism in training and coaching because after i'd had the call with you I shared the link um, with your, and we'll share the links for you to go to for interactive tutor, et cetera, with my colleagues in the in the US on the DCMI side of the business who have got the challenger equivalent for professional services coming out uh, in Harvard Business Review in October of this year. And that was their immediate thought process was how might we use this as a chargeable, but within, within the package of training that we're already charging that, you put partners, you put associates, senior managers through the program, but then in that interactive bit between kind of exam piece, homework they have to do, they actually have, for those that want it, and I think this is what we need to recognise, is that everybody has different learning styles, written, visual, audio, uh, and then this this new medium of, of chat. And if I think of my children, Olivia and Max, who are eight and five respectively, how they interact with voice chatbots in a totally normal for them it's totally normal i feel that that's where this has a place probably for the younger generation of seller to your point industry agnostic and then you are then it's that it is that kind of on-demand learning mechanism and then as you build that through what can you then get back from the types of questions that are being asked in the chat to then learn, okay, well, this same question keeps coming up. So am I missing something in the training previous if this same question keeps coming up or a variance of it, I now need to tweak the training to answer this question in person versus it being somebody going, I did this with Fred, I did this with Alex, I did this with Karen over in the US, my colleague Karen. So Fred's sessions, these keep the same things keep coming up. Alex's sessions, these things same keep uh, come, blah, 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 keep coming up, et cetera, et cetera. Which if you look at the, the broader piece of conversational intelligence, where, uh, and I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago with Bowen Moody from uh, wonderway.io, where they're trying to build or they're similar to you, beta testing on-demand AI coaching but based on call recordings. And I feel that this is a direction of travel which makes sense. However, you've raised a very critical point at the right at the beginning when I was talking about the complexities or lack thereof of, of doing this. <laughs> you need the content in the first place to put it put in there. And if your content, not your content, this is the raw you or the corporate content you're putting there is not very good, then the chatbot or the learning uh, experience through this on-demand chatbot 
or we're going to call it is only as good as what you're putting in there forgive me there was a there was a that was a, a ramble and some uh, verbal and stream of consciousness that came out as as you were talking so on our show yeah. get yourself a chat by alex put it all in there and it'll come out in a nice concise but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no no you're right um i mean yeah the, the the looking at what people are asking thing very important both to inform the training program but to inform your marketing as well yeah <laughs> So it's like, oh, this is what people are asking. Right, I'll update the training. But how do people know it's in the training? Well, I better market the fact that that's what we're talking about. There's my YouTube video, yeah, yeah. with the script based on what I answered. <laughs> this is getting a bit weird, isn't it? This is the beauty of AI. AI, well, at the moment, I view cannot replace this, this type of thing. But you and I are having a conversation and already the ideas are starting to bounce. Yep. You've gone down the marketing route off the back of that, which makes perfect sense. And I'm hoping the listeners who are listening are starting to spark their own ideas or what about this or what about that? Forgive me, I, I interrupted you on your, your marketing. No. That's the no. point of these conversations, correct? Yeah, yeah, no. So, and I, and I, it surprises me what it does. And again, this is why it's wonderful to play with it because I did have a look at that and I said, write me a video script. And what I did, <laughs> is it me? Is it, I don't know, um, is wrote the video script, but with stage directions. It, okay. It's it basically say this, but then in brackets, what B-roll or what kind of image to use while the thing is being used. Lovely. Now, I'm not going to say whether I've then asked it to go, oh, write me a LinkedIn post. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not cheating, is it? Because it's me. So, I mean, again, we don't, if we're looking at applications, Almost, okay, if you don't even have a public version of this, you have your own version of it, which you're using because you've built it full of some of your stuff and you're bouncing questions off yourself, which is kind of strange. And I mean, a lot of people use ChatGPT for that, don't they? Mm -hmm. um, oh, that'll be better then. Yeah, it could be, but I might want to have a more contained version of the information that we're going to be that we're going to be kicking around. So, you know, that's, that's another thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's. I think the whole you. I think the whole scripting thing and the YouTube thing and all that. Kind of, all, you know, what what are the scripting is? I think that's also, or rather, I believe it's a fascinating uh, route into into that. And you've also an interesting point again. The fact that <clears throat> I was discussing this with a with a law firm because I've somehow managed to position myself as a Gen AI expert. And I'm <laughs> I'm presenting an event in a couple of weeks' time with the CTO from a law firm, which is going to be um uh, embarrassing. I've very been very clear i can talk to this i cannot talk to any of the tech the technology or the plumbing uh, the plumbing behind it um but we were touching on the ethics of if a post that stick to the post is 100 percent ai generated should you declare it and my view was yes but i hadn't given consideration if it's all generated from your own content in your own kind of private instance do you need to declare that this is AI generated? And maybe you don't, because to your point, Fred, it's the same principles. You're just having a, you know, an exoskeleton of your own brain to help you, not an exoskeleton, but you know, neural yeah. implant or what have you, matrix yeah. in the matrix. You're just having a system to support you in terms of writing your post based on your own content, because we all have mental blocks. We all have times where oh, I don't know what to do today. Right, what's the latest thing? Blah, blah, blah. 
discuss. Yeah. And I mean, and you'd probably change it anyway. I mean, would you literally cut and paste something straight in? Uh, I wouldn't. Well, um, I would. Because I would. it just looks a bit, you, you did an experiment, that was a different yeah. thing, but because it does tend to look a bit odd, it says weird things. Um, so you just tied it up slightly, but it's giving you the the foundations. But 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 anyway, even if you're using ChatGPT and you're asking it a certain thing, you're asking it something I would have thought because of what it is that you're thinking or a trend you've spotted, and there's that's the route you're going down. So it's still kind of you anyway. I, I don't know. That's why it, it does start to get a little bit kind of confusing as to what's yours, what's not, and um, yeah, it's an interesting one that. It's it, it is, and I don't believe there is a um a right or wrong answer at, at the moment. Um I mean again again, interesting for the viewers or viewers who are watching or listeners who are listening to share their thoughts in the comments or ping us and DMs DMs on LinkedIn to see what you're um uh, you're experiencing or seeing. So who who else have you kind of shared the beta version with? Is it you know individuals such as myself, or have you tested it with some of your best clients to get their view their view on it as well? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've I just put it out there. It's still very new. It's still very new. I just put it out there. Probably a little bit more as a curio at the moment, if I'm if I'm perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, a couple of people like yourself, I thought, oh, yeah, it's probably like this. I pinged it across. Um, the one guy's immediately built his own. Right. Um, so, oh, this is really cool. I'm having one of those too. <laughs> I said, oh, our AIs could have a meeting and we could just, I don't know, go to the pub or something like that. <laughs> um, and... It's probably a bit too early for me, but I mean, if I'm gonna kind of extrapolate it and take it forward, mm -hmm. I think some people will probably treat it with quite a lot of suspicion, yeah, and like, oh, that's not very good. We want the real thing. Fine, mm -hmm. you still have the real thing. I'm still available, you know, um, to do, to do the stuff that I do. And 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 the point is, I will always be available to do that. Um, hopefully at a higher rate higher day rate because you can get some of the value that i would be giving from fred ai but when you want the all singing all dancing full program which is all about implementation anyway then that's where it starts to make more sense to get to get engaged with you know the, the human side um yeah. that'd be like one of the other trainers um so yeah again but bit, bit of a ramble because it's obviously catching <laughs> i've not I've not really got enough back for people to say, yeah. love it, hate it. Yeah, people say, oh, it's pretty cool. I don't think anyone's really played with it deeply enough. And, and what I might start to do is in some of the training I'm doing, say, look, here this is. Let's include this as part of the training. I want you to use it for this sort of stuff. Yeah. But it is an experiment. So this is on top of the package that we've got at the moment anyway. I'm not charging for it or doing anything with it. And, you know, to your point, that that's what I'm, you know, hearing in industry more more broadly. You know, your, your industry is manufacturing and, and engineering. So similar to mine, high value, complex, long, long sales cycles. I'm professional services and law. And they are, you know, other than what you see publicly, I think a lot of people are tinkering but probably you know at the scale that you and I can't achieve at all in the relationships that they have with the Microsofts and the Googles of the world. But I, th I believe that it's. I think there's a blend of suspicion and curiosity, and it's also which you recognise is is where does this fit in the process? 
and where does it make sense to bring AI into the training process, the coaching process, albeit the the sales process for our um, for our clients? And I paraphrase, and I believe it was Bill Gates, you know, who said around automation: if you're automating, if you automate an inefficient process, all you're doing is then making that pro- that process even <laughs> even worse at yeah. um, uh, at scale. And I, I it's interesting. I think I saw today only that Gartner are now calling out that the hype of GPT will start to wane, but it will be will be here. And that now it's how do we start to how do we start to use it where it makes sense versus um the the hype you see in the the daily mail or other such uh other such uh, <laughs> uh tabloids i don't know what the, the equivalent would be in the us or varying uh, uh varying um countries but it's also if we actually pause on that i you know i'm talking to people who use the public facing technology for i'm going to this country build me an itinerary or i've got this food in my fridge help me create a recipe so i think once we get more comfortable in the consumer world of how we use it from a day to day and we always know that b2b is 10 years behind b2c around how technology is deployed and used it'd be interesting to see then what are the expectations of this this assistant if you if you will and where does it make sense within either my internal role as a salesperson marketing person business development business developer finance person it person from the internal aspects through to where does it make sense to deploy this technology in the end-to-end sales process? So if we kind of maybe pivot towards that conversation a, a, a little bit, what do you believe or where, where are you seeing some of your clients who maybe have got their own um, internal version of this and how they're deploying it because i've got one example with a technology engineering organization but i'll let you go because again i've gone on a ramble yeah no and i think i think it is i think it probably will be around the sales process i mean that's kind of where it's it's fitting with me yep. you know and what we probably should be doing is saying you know sales process buying process unless you're saying both of those things in the same breath yep. <laughs> you're probably already behind if you're only speaking sales process you don't need to be worrying about ai you've got other stuff that you need to get yeah. sorted double quick mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> alex i'll both speak to you about that <laughs> um but if you're understanding right yeah the sales process is aligned to the buying process now we need to meet people where they're at they're wanting to try and solve stuff themselves that could be because salespeople aren't very good and <laughs> they're not bringing enough value to the conversation something else we could sort with sort out but if it's you know, people just want information they want to sort of find stuff out a to either to sort stuff themselves or just because we are wanting to, I was going to say expose ourselves. I'll say it anyway, <laughs> expose ourselves to people or, you know, kind of give the profile that we know and can do this stuff, yeah. then that's where it will fit very nicely. You know, so just as we've been you know, talking about LinkedIn for a long time, yeah. yeah, YouTube seems to be getting a bit of attention at the moment, you know, and creating the videos and giving information to people. I mean, your own company website, you know, ask, you know, what's it there? They ask you answer type philosophy. of like, don't hide everything. You're not doing yourself any good there. Giving people as much information as possible to establish that you know your stuff. But then I'm thinking, and I was thinking early on, actually, when you're talking about something else, it's a bit chicken and egg, which is, uh, okay, anyone can produce this AI. I mean, honestly, it is that easy. Yeah. But why would you go and ask that person's? 
<laughs> what makes you tap into Fred AI as opposed to somebody else AI? Yeah, it's because of I don't know, I've, I've written info and image down on my pad here. So I just don't want to say personal brand, <laughs> but it's to do with the personal brand or the corporate brand or the reason that that is why I would want to go there. So, I mean, this is where this stuff is is it's getting more complex and we've kind of got to have all these things there all these options different people like information in different ways the more you can provide the more comfortable people can be the safer they can feel that you know your stuff and i think it's a really good thing to fit in with that or i'm certainly hoping so um that's probably where it fits with me at the moment and i could see other companies getting that benefit quite quickly from using something like this so I agree the whole personal brand thing I'm falling out of favour with as um as well. I think it was um Brandon Lee was touching on or Steve Watt from Seismic, I think, uh, talking about reputation. So ignore personal brand and get a whole other thing. So you go to you go to Fred because of your reputation, you go to Alex because of um reputation, you go to Brand X because of reputation. So to your point, you the reputation needs to be there for somebody to feel comfortable in then engaging with however the engagement mechanism is of of that uh of that ai which then comes back to the content it then comes back to the buying process it comes back to all well, the awareness it comes back to and it comes back to you know yeah. and then it feeds the reputation because you're the sort of person that's at the front end who is putting good stuff into there and giving good stuff out so yeah, yeah it becomes a little bit kind of uh, circular but i don't know whether you could use it without the reputation well, I don't know. That would be tough, tougher. Well, again, I guess it comes back to cur- it comes back to curiosity. So this is again, I'm not a, you know I'm not a marketing expert in any shape or uh, any shape or form, but it's top of funnel awareness. So yes, you can take the cold calling route, which works in some markets and it is you know is successful, um, which is kind of that blunt force, and you can create that awareness, which then off the back of that could then create okay, that's that's a curious voicemail. And now we're going to go and have a look at the website. Well, that's curious. Okay, that's really interesting. And if I think about um, my journey with Lately.ai in terms of how they kind of drew me in, it was actually in a chat webinar that somebody mentioned that this, this was you know, a number of years ago now. And I went to their website, never heard of, never heard of the brand, put my blog post into their AI generation tool and went, holy moly, that's insane when I saw it in real time and that automatically elevated the trust between me and them, which then led to my relationship with them and, and, uh, and, and, and. So I, I believe you can create that trust for those that are listening. I'm doing inverted, uh, inverted commas from a cold start, but it comes full circle back to the experience for, for the buyer uh, or potential client needs to be good. And the output that needs to be generated needs to be top quality, right? Because if it's not, then they go, well, that's a bit crap, and then move on. Yeah, I mean, to summarise this, I mean, I, I, I wrote a post the other day. The, the title was probably not the best title, or whatever you want to call it. It was 20 seconds, 20 minutes, or 20 years, which was the question about how long did it take me to write this article, this post. Yeah, 20 seconds, because I took some stuff and I chucked it into AI, yeah, which spurted it out, yeah, and then I spent 20 minutes just tidying it up and making it sound a little bit better. But actually, the stuff that I chucked in there, it was a, it was a clip from a webinar that i delivered that took me a couple of hours to put together now to deliver yeah but that in itself took 20 years of thinking to be able to do that so yeah it took me 20 seconds to write this no nah, it didn't really so i think there's got to be substance ai isn't going to 
isn't going to be the kind of the cure for no substance. And, and you know, let's go take it even further. I think it could be a massive banana skin for people that end up with fake intelligence. So they use AI to develop some kind of knowledge that they don't really have. So they can write an awesome post. They can write a brilliant email. They could probably even deliver a fantastic cold call. Yeah, love that. Come in. Let's have a chat about that. I've used my 20 seconds of knowledge. <laughs> Whoa, now you've really pissed me off because, you know, you're kind of here, here under false pretenses. And so uh, that could be a danger that we might have to, to deal with further down the line. Yeah, I agree. And we and this is no denigration because I'm a salesperson. I am lazy and I'm always looking for the shortcuts. But we've seen the challenge of these sales engagement platforms. Have cre- the Yeah, the challenge or the, the chaos these sales engagement platforms are created through email automation or the automation platforms on um, on LinkedIn and other social media because it's just right, copy and paste, template, bang, go. That's not work. Let's just do more more of that. I absolutely agree with you. I believe this could be a massive risk and banana skin for sales organizations and allowing people just to become reliant on that output. To your point, you check and uh, you check and sense check it. But on the hallucination piece, which is kind of the, the buzzword that has been used, have you experienced any kind of weird answers out of your, out of friends? Fred AI, or has it all been pretty pretty good so far? Um, have I seen any weird? I don't think I have, but then I'm probably asking questions that I know I know. It's like <laughs> that's a bit weird that one, isn't it? I I should probably sit and try and trick myself. Um, actually, I do that most days anyway, don't I? <laughs> I, might, I might as well try and trick the AI me as well. So yes, I, there's nothing happen, that's yeah. come out, and I thought that's really odd. I'd have never said that. Um, it, well, I mean, and that is a risk, though. That is a risk that that could be the one question somebody asks and they get something back and the AI, for whatever reason, it's put this string of words together and it's come out with something that is a bit of a kind of, you know, a hallucination invention and that, that reflects badly on me. So here's, here's, risk here's worth taking. Here's a challenge for the listeners. Go and find, we'll put the link to Fred, uh, Fred Bot in, um, in here on YouTube or on the body of the, of the podcast. Go because I even if I try and do it, I know you that we're biased in terms of what we're trying to do. I would encourage people to go and just go and play and go and ask some ask some difficult questions. And if you get what you think is a weird answer, let Fred know because that's how you're going to help Fred in terms of understand and go back to um uh what's your the tutor? What was it called again? Inter- interactive tutor. That, that's interactive the, the tutor. Thing, yeah. Let yeah. them know that something's gone a bit awry here. And maybe Fred, to your point start embedding it as part of your coaching programs, but say, look, this is an experiment. Try and break it. You've now heard me talk. Reflect back on what you've heard. And it's, is it spitting out more or less the same thing? Or is it going off on a tangent going, yeah, don't trust Fred. Fred's talking absolute bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Fred? I don't know. What? <laughs> you know, I've, tra- I've trained you. I'm your father. <laughs> no, I'm me. I don't, I don't. That's where you start to get, you start to get lost. Very, very meta now. Uh, or we're going to be suddenly you're coming back from the future and it's the Fred T1000 um, in liquid uh, liquid metal form. Again, we're, we are digressing. Um, what, what I probably do, you must me think something here. So I did try doing something the other day, which was to try to use it more as a coach. Now, I'm sure the coaches, when they look at my website, will get really upset because I call it 24-7 coaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, it's not because it, it answers questions rather than ask questions. But I did, when you can do this with ChatGPT, I did ask it to ask me questions. So I asked okay. it to help me prepare for a meeting. So as a sales coach, can you help me? Can you ask me questions to help me prepare for a meeting with a CTO at a, a 
engineering company, I think it was. And it fired back four questions, which was testing my thinking and my prep as to whether I would be ready to go. And, and they were okay. You know, um, I it is stuff I would have done anyway. <laughs> I'm pleased to say. But if it isn't, then that's a good thing. Or if it's stuff that you might have forgotten or if it's just reminding you to do that, then that's pretty decent. So, you know, perhaps what, the next thing for me really to do is is kind of the instruction manual of how to get the most out of this um you know and ask ask it to do these things here are some ideas of what you can use it for that will probably where i can really start to boost the value and people who kind of land on that page for, for whatever reason can use it better get better impact and ultimately think well actually this fred's a cool guy or not, not the real one does <laughs> um and then use the, the button below to get get implementation call <laughs> so I'll share with it. I'll, I'll share privately with you, Fred, afterwards. But I was shared a cheat sheet based on one of a you know world a world famous um training methodology on exact that exact same thing. If you ask ask these in a coaching perspective, ask me these questions um questions back, and then <clears throat> there's also uh, a plugin called AIPRM, which is a a kind of a I think of it as a GitHub or a crowdsource prompt engineer questions, which you plug into ChatGPT, where people are asking questions and, and and tweaking it. And as as you've been talking, I I believe that's a genius approach because if you ask it the wrong questions, you're going to get the wrong answers, or you're going to go down a route. Whereas to your point on the buying on the buy side and the sell side, if you can start to prompt people with, I've got a meeting with the CTO of a manufacturing company what are their top five challenges or what should you know how should i prepare for for that but then the answers are based on this is how you should prepare and you've been through this bit of fred's training reminder this is yeah. what fred discussed and turned da 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 then i think that coach piece so on the on the on the how are we doing for time we're good on the the coach side as you were talking i said well if you take sports analogy and it's very very cliche the coach is there coaching, guiding and telling the sports person, do more of this, less of that. That's what you need to do. And then they respond accordingly. So they are the guide. So is, is it actually this becomes rather than a, a one-way a one kind of conversation that relies on the athletes to ask the questions, it is becomes a genuinely a two-way conversation, to your point, but you're helping them ask the right question to start with, then kickstart that uh, that narrative. Yeah, yeah. It, it either, as you say, either in the training or just giving it oh, not prompts and prompts get confused because it's what you ask it, but just some notes as to this is what you could use it for. I, I think that's my next. But they they could well be on the website by the time people listen to this because <laughs> um, it's something I've been, I've been meaning to do for a little bit. I, I probably. In my mind, I'm probably like, well, who is going to use this? Probably people who are reasonably expert or understand AI anyway, rather than someone who's got no interest, doesn't know what it is, and doesn't really know how it works. If you haven't used ChatGPT, you probably wouldn't use Fred AI. Yeah. Maybe that's a massive assumption. Yeah. You might, if you've been on the training, and I direct you towards it, and then you know how to do it. And I guess that use your sports analogy. It's a, you know, you're an expert. I'm rugby man, aren't I? So, you know, kicking coach, the people you're coaching know how to kick a ball. You are helping them to kick it better. That's where your input is. And sort of so they know the kind of the basics of the mechanics, but then there's a different way of holding it or doing something to 
that's where this will come in because it's taking someone who's pretty good anyway, getting them even better. If they're not, why would they even be interested? I, I don't know. That's, uh, you're making okay. me think now. <laughs> Now, well, again, you raise really interesting. You raise, if we stick with the rugby analogy, and Johnny Wilkinson, you know, one of the best kickers of the ball in the uh, in the world of his uh, of his time, and you know, there's stories from just practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing because he wanted to get better and he wanted to be the best at what you know he did, and therein lies potentially, like the word potentially, not not covering all salespeople with with this at all. Is there enough of a desire from salespeople to want to be the best at what they do? And therefore will go and seek out whether it's human, AI, YouTube videos, link, doesn't matter what the medium is, they're actually perhaps be seeking out. I want to be coached to be better at my my role. And that is definitely for another, for another podcast, but I'll let you give uh, your tuppence worth on that. Yeah, no, Johnny Wilkinson, great, great analogy. Yes, he, he practiced. I mean, he had to be stopped practicing, didn't he, at some stages? <laughs> but he had a coach. He had a kicking coach, a guy who only trained him in kicking. Dave Aldred, I think it was, a specialist kicking coach. As for salespeople wanting to get better, not all do. Not all do. Um, look, I, I, <laughs> I've, I've experienced it. You know, I used to have loads of hair. I pulled it all out, trying to save people who were kind of like training hostages and didn't really want to be there and didn't think they could get any better. And I realized now I wasted my time in trying to get these guys on board rather than spending more time with people that really wanted to. Yep. Um, so I've seen it. You know, I've been in enough situations over the last 20 whatever years seeing people do that. I, I took a little poll on LinkedIn yeah, asking sales leaders, um, do your salespeople want to be excellent do they want to be okay or do they want to be left alone hmm. nearly 30 percent vote for the salespeople just want to be left alone stop hassling me with this training and trying to make me better and all this sort of stuff i just want to do what i do i hit that, that that's tragic that is um so yeah i mean again you're making me think i went to a funeral the other day and the, the guy uh his well these things that he used to talk about is he talked about the willers and the wonters the doers and the donters and like, yeah, that, that absolutely, you know, it goes across all walks of life and yeah, into the world of sales. And so it's like, well, okay, who, who are we here to serve? But for me, I'm getting older. Alex. <laughs> Life's too short. <laughs> it's the willers and the doers. <laughs> that, that's who I'll put stuff together for. That's who I'll share stuff for. That's who programs are designed for. I, I, I can't go around trying to save everyone now. It just doesn't, doesn't work yeah. like that. And if that, if that pushes people away from me and I'm not attracted to business with, well, cool i'm cut from the same cloth my friend in terms of uh, those that will want to learn more will you know will bubble to the uh will bubble to the the top there's no point kind of pushing those that um that uh don't and you know it's the it's back to the the uh, sporting analogy which is really 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 cliche but it's the day brails with sky cycling mentality if you can improve one percent two percent here and then you aggregate all those one, two percent, you know, across the majority or portion of your sales force, 80, 20 percent, you know, 80, 20 rule still applies probably today. Um, in most industries, then you will start to see those exponential um, uh, marginal, uh, marginal gains. So on that note, marginal gains, AI, orange bucket hats, uh, Fred, 
I, we could talk forever on this. It's always an absolute pleasure to to have you on here. Uh, if people want to learn more about you generally in terms of how you can help them in their world, specifically engineering and uh, uh, and manufacturing, where's the where's the best place for them to reach out? LinkedIn, LinkedIn, real Fred posts on LinkedIn. Real Fred yeah. posts on LinkedIn. <laughs> no, I do, and I probably hang around too much on there and get into conversations. And if people want to drop me a message. You know, I, I will spend time talking to people that want to talk about this stuff. You know, that that and, and maybe Fred, I will make me more time to be able to do that with genuinely interested people. So yeah, LinkedIn, reach me out there. And as always, um, you know, I'll put the links to all of this uh, down here in the um in the, in, in YouTube and then in, uh, on the body of the, the podcast. Please do go and uh, play with Fred uh, Fred AI to help Fred train it and learn it. Well, Fred's definitely worth following. He shares um provocative uh, content he calls it as he sees it which i believe we need uh not i believe i know we need uh, more uh, more of and as always if you want to be a guest on this podcast you know what to do if you want to recommend somebody to be a podcast you know what to do but wherever you may well be in the world thank you for uh, listening and fred thank you Nah, no, thank you enjoyed it